0: On this episode of The Swipe File, I'm going to give you two of my favorite, my very favorite, my most favorite copywriting tips. Alright, so I've been posting a bunch of videos on LinkedIn recently. I was talking to DC and he's like, you need to post more, post more stuff about marketing. Don't always just promote Drift stuff. So I've been walking to work and recording different thoughts that I've had, and I thought, you know what, this would actually make for a great podcast episode for The Swipe File, specifically about copywriting, which is, I think, the number one most important skill for anybody that wants to work in sales or or marketing. And the reason why, there's a couple reasons why. Number one is copywriting is literally like, if you can master copywriting, you will unlock how to sell through writing, right? Think about that. You can sell something without even having to open your mouth in order to do it or get somebody on the phone. Also, copywriting is like that one channel that, that can go everywhere, right? If you can write great copy, you can write emails, video description, landing pages, webinar titles, webinar decks, scripts, blog posts, ads. There's so many ways that you can use copywriting. I think that it is the most underrated channel for marketers today because marketers today we all want to focus more on the new shiny things, the technology the tools right but the lesson that i got from from dc in the early days of drift was look go study copywriting because copywriting is the one thing that has never changed right Because copywriting is what you use to move people, and people haven't changed in hundreds of years where technology changes every single day, every single week, and so he said, go back and study the great copywriters, the direct response marketers, and understand what they use, understand their tips and techniques. And so I've basically spent, this is all I think about and read about now is copywriting books, lessons, videos, and I wanna share with you two of my favorite tips that you can get right now just on this, this will probably be like an eight to 10 minute podcast episode without ever having to read any of those books, okay? So that, that's why I wanna do this podcast. So the first copywriting tip, the mo- this to me is actually the most, might be the most important one. I call it first line, second line. And I'll ask you a question, if you're maybe you're at the gym right now, maybe you're riding to work, maybe you're walking to work, maybe you're cleaning the house, doing whatever you're doing, is I want you to answer this out loud what is the goal of of the first line of your copy i'll let you answer i want to know what's the goal of your first line of copy the goal of any first line of copy is to get you to the second line of copy, right? Is to get your reader to read the second line. What's the goal of the second line of copy? To get somebody to read the third. What's the goal of the third? You know where I'm going with this, right? And so that is how, uh, once I learned that lesson, that completely changed how I write copy. And so if you've seen anything that I write, if you're on our email list, if you see my LinkedIn posts or or you know articles I've written, you'll notice that my copy is very non-traditional. It's very short, it's very choppy, and that is on purpose, because I want to hook somebody right away. And I think the biggest mistake that marketers make is they don't understand the real estate of the first half of your email. The subject line, the preview text, and that first line of your email are so important, and yet uh, everybody, most people, right not everybody, most people start every email like this. Hello, name. Tomorrow at 2 p.m. we have a webinar coming up about blah, or or I get this one, people reach out to me all the time. Dave, as VP of Marketing at Drift, you know that blah, that is all wasted real estate, right? What is a busy person gonna see who's just checking their email on their phone, which is what we all do, right? What are you gonna see? You pull up, go to your email client on your phone right now, right? I use superhuman, use Gmail, whatever. If you go to that app and you look at your inbox, all you see is the subject line and then the preview text, which is what it shows in the email that you can add, right? Sometimes it's the first line of the email. Marketing systems usually let you add like a preview text. So they see the subject line and the first line of your email. So why are you wasting real estate? That is the most valuable real estate in email. So if you waste your first line, if you waste your subject line and you waste your first line, nobody's ever gonna open your email. So the way that I use the first line, second line trick is For me, my subject line and the first line of my email always play off one another because I treat the subject line like the first line and then the first line of the email as the second line. So let's just say I'm promoting a webinar tomorrow. Instead of a subject line that says, tomorrow, 2 p.m. webinar. Hey there, Gonzalo. Tomorrow we're going to do a webinar about blah, blah, blah. I would say... Two things I'm going to show you tomorrow. That's a subject line. Two things I'm going to show you tomorrow. I wouldn't even address your name or say, hey, there. Say two things I'm going to show you tomorrow. You open the email. Okay, so here's the deal. I realize that we haven't talked a lot about blank. And so on tomorrow's webinar at 2 p.m., 100% free for you to be there, we're going to do this. And so then I continue to write the whole email very short, very choppy. See how much of a different hook that can be? Or I start a lot of emails like, So the other day I was thinking about, or this morning I was eating breakfast, or at the gym this morning, or in the shower this morning I had this idea, or okay, so. So I try to always kind of start like either mid-sentence or come up with some thought that jumps you right into a conversation just to keep that, that whole pattern in, first line, second line. And I do that in long emails, landing pages. The goal is basically you have this rope and you're just trying to reel this person in to get them all the way to the bottom of your copy. And one of the greatest things I forget who said this, so I can't really give them credit, but shout out to to you, classic copywriter, who gave me this. You know, one thing that I get a lot of feedback on when I write copy, this is usually from our our designers or other people in the marketing team, they say, DG, this is, you know, this is cool, but uh, this is too long. This is too long. Nobody's going to read this. And I think that's bullshit. I think that... There's one type of person who is gonna read that and that is the right person, right? That is the buyer. Who's gonna read a a long ass landing page uh, about your product? somebody who actually is interested in buying that product, right? I understand that we have shorter attention spans today, and that doesn't mean that every email that I'm gonna send is a thousand words, right, or every blog post is two thousand words, but I think long copy definitely has its place, especially if you're trying to sell or you're trying to convince somebody to do something, and so to break it up, I use the first line, second line technique to do that, all right? So that is copywriting tip number one. Copywriting tip number two for you is Something I never really thought about until I got asked on an interview the other day. Somebody said, "Hey, Dave, how do you do personalization at scale if you're a marketer?" And I think the answer they were looking for is like, "Well, we use you know we use this type of tool to uh, we use this technology to personalize our website, so therefore everybody who comes to our website sees a message that's specific to them." Blah 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 blah. But I actually answered it in a different way because to me. I think personalization now is table stakes, right? It is 2019. Marketing technology has gotten so good that, yes, I know that you can personalize an offer to me who works VP of marketing at a SaaS company in Boston with 107 million raise. We're using these technologies. Like, you can target me by any of those things. So, and I know that. So that is all table stakes. I think the real secret to doing personalization at scale is to be personal, Right? I'm gonna say it again. The the key to doing personalization at scale is to be personal. And what I mean by that is bring personality into your writing. I never forget, very first week at Drift, I wrote an email, sent out like our very first marketing newsletter, and DC sent it back to me. And he said, he's our our CEO, my boss. uh, He sent it back to me, he said, ah. He said, this, this doesn't sound like your other emails. And what he meant was, I had this podcast that I called Tech in Boston on the side, where, where I basically had my own blog and podcast and newsletter. And because it was my thing, I felt no pressure. I could say whatever the hell I want. I could write however I wanted to. And so every Sunday night, I'd send out this newsletter, and the copy was super informal, super casual, like how I would email my mom. Hey, mom, you know, we're thinking about coming in with Annie this weekend, and you know we'd love to see you, blah, 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 see ya. Right, that's how I wrote my newsletter. And he was like, make the drift emails sound like that because that feels like you, that feels real. So from then on, every email that we sent, I'd always try to bring an element of of personality to it. So to bring this back to this example of the best way to do personalization is to be personal, I write most emails like this. Here's an example. So right now I'm 30,000 feet above on JetBlue flight number 121 from, uh, from Miami. We're going 627 miles an hour and we're at 31,000 feet right now. And I'm writing you this email because tomorrow, blah, right? That instantly lets you know that I'm a real person and even though this is an automated email that I'm gonna send out, I wrote this on my flight. Or, you know, hey, this morning while I was at the gym, I had this idea. And the idea was, why don't we ever blank, right? And that all leads to some offer that we have. But that lets you know that it's me, it's real. I really wrote this. And so to me, that is the way to do personalization at scale. I think the best way that this has played out for us is, when you subscribe to our blog, You get an email after that says, hey, thanks for subscribing. Even though this is an automated email, my name is Dave and I'm on the marketing team at Drift. I just want to let you know that I'm here and we got your back. We're going to be respectful of your inbox. We're only going to send emails, blah, blah, blah. The key part of that email is me acknowledging that this is an automated email. Because then, that completely disarms somebody. If I said, hey, this is an automated email that I had to write last week, then you're like, oh yeah, I'm a marketer. I've done that. I've had to schedule an email. So the only secret to doing personalization at scale outside of the tech is to actually be you and be real. And we try to have that, we try to weave that into everything that we're doing in our marketing. So if you're trying to promote a webinar tomorrow, just... Add some of yourself into that. Like, man, I'm really under the weather right now. You know, my daughter's sick, I got sick, but I'm super excited because tomorrow we're doing this webinar and it's all about blank, right? Always try to weave personal stories into your copy and that's gonna change the game for you. And yes, even if you sell to the enterprise or Big companies or old school B2B companies. When I give this advice, a lot of people say, Dave, you know, that's cool advice. I understand how that might work for a consumer brand or a personal brand, but, you know, I, I sell to really big companies. And I'm like, okay, but at really big companies, the people that work there, they're still people, right? And they're like, yes. So these are all things that speak to who we are as people across what I don't go home at night and I, I transform from marketer Dave to, to Dave, right? We're the same people inside of work and out of work and writing copy this way is basically a cheat code to get somebody's attention and get them to pay attention and trust you. It's all about trust, right? Marketing today is all about trust. Whoever makes it easier to buy is gonna win and the way to make it easier to buy upfront is by letting people trust you. There's so much noise in the market, there's so much information out there. If you can build trust, you can do anything and the easiest way to build trust is copywriting and being personal. So. Those are two of my favorite copywriting techniques. I hope they're helpful for you. And I hope you're getting a lot of value out of this podcast. I'm super excited to do a lot more. We have some amazing stuff coming up. But that's it. 12 minutes, two copywriting tips. If it's helpful, tweet at me, at Dave Gearhart. Send me an email, dg at dg.drift.com. I'd love to get your feedback. Or send me examples of how you take something from this podcast and put it into your life. I'm out of here. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Swipe File. If you like the podcast, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, text your friends, tell your mother, do whatever you want to do. It'd be awesome if you help spread the word about the show. But I have a little special for you because you're listening to my podcast. If you go to drift.ly, drift.ly slash Steve, you will see a six-minute video that I made that is about Steve Jobs' storytelling secrets, and you can get it all for free Plus, if you sign up there, you will unlock this crazy new thing that we're building behind the scenes called Drift Insider, where we're going to give you some of our best content exclusively. So go and check it out. The way, the secret way to get on this list right now is to go to drift.ly slash Steve. You have to watch the first video and you'll be able to get the rest when they all come out. Check it out. If not, check it out soon and I'll see you in the next episode.